If someone went up to me and asked, what do you love most about Super Smash Bros? Obviously, I would say either the characters or the gameplay. However, there is one thing I love about Smash Bros that actually serves as a combination of those two. Of course, I'm talking about the character reveals. It was the one thing that everyone looked forward to during Nintendo Directs, E3, the Game Awards, and all sorts of gaming events. Believe me, I lost count of how many times I only watched Nintendo Directs just so I could see even a small glimpse of Smash Bros. <sighs> Those were the days, whether it was high school, college, or even now as an adult, I always made time to watch any sort of livestream to see what Sakurai had in store for his ongoing fan service. But the more I think about it, which reveal has impacted me the most? Hell, which reveal impacted the entire Smash Bros community or even the internet the most? Well, I watched a compilation video of every Smash Bros reveal recently and thought it would be a good idea to make an episode about this. In this episode, I'll be going over my top 10 favorite character reveals from the Super Smash Bros. series, going from Brawl all the way to Ultimate. I skipped Smash 64 and Melee simply because they revealed most of, if not all their characters in one trailer prior to their releases, so it would make sense to include them. Besides, I barely had a grasp of reality before both games were relevant. These reveals will be judged based on their trailers, the character, or characters themselves, and how much of an impact they left. For the record, this was a very tough list for me to compile, because I was pretty much hyped for most of the character reveals, so prepare to hear a bunch of ties and third party entries, because let's be real, the latter is what people mostly went apeshit over. In retrospect, I could have just made my list feature nothing but third party reps, but I think a couple of Nintendo characters deserve some love too, you know. After all, Smash Bros. is a Nintendo game, or it was initially. God, the amount of fan service that this franchise has come to is fucking insane. But I digress. Of course, this is all based off my opinion, so if you don't agree with my selections, that's fine. Again, very tough list for me to compile. I'm Eric from Geeks Crossing, and this is my top 10 favorite character reveals from the Super Smash Bros. series. Of course, it wouldn't be an Eric Top 10 episode if I didn't include honorable mentions now, would it? Starting with Lil Mac from Smash Bros. 4. After witnessing Lil Mac as an assist trophy from Brawl, and playing Punch-Out Wii as a kid, I kept thinking, wouldn't it be cool if Lil Mac was an actual fighter in Smash Bros? Then, lo and behold, February 2014, Smash 4 revealed Lil Mac as a new fighter. It was cool because this was the first time we got to see an assist trophy become a legit fighter, and this definitely raised the chances of seeing other trophies get the same treatment. Sadly, that wasn't the case, but at least Lil Mac left a good impression. Next, we have Pac-Man from Smash 4. I know. What the fuck, Eric? How can you put Pac-Man as an honorable mention? It's iconic! Yes, I'm aware of that, but I'm not the biggest fan of Pac-Man, so I wasn't that excited for when he got revealed. Still, I can't deny how surreal it is seeing one of the oldest video game characters in history in a game like Smash Bros, so I'll put him as an honorable mention. Same thing goes for Ryu. It's no secret that Street Fighter is immensely popular amongst fighting games, so any character from that series joining Smash Bros would have been a dream come true for fans. And what do you know it, summer 2015, Ryu was revealed to be the fourth DLC character for Smash 4. And yeah, it definitely made Street Fighter fans shed a tear. Sadly though, I don't care about Street Fighter that much, but I can't deny its impact, which is why this is yet another honorable mention. Next we have Inkling from Smash Ultimate. Okay, this isn't so much about the character, but rather the trailer itself. Because you guys know, I don't give two shits about Splatoon. But the trailer made it look like we were getting another Splatoon game, 
at least during the time. Until everything goes to black and you see the Smash Bros logo in a fiery appearance. It was at that moment we realized we were getting a new Smash Bros game for the Switch and Inkling will be joining the roster. Because this trailer was essentially the calm before the storm, I had to put in an honorable mention. Finally, we have Ridley, who I only included because he was once quote-unquote too big to be considered a fighter. Seriously, that was the whole reason why Sakurai didn't include Ridley back then. Granted, he was a boss in Smash Bros. Brawl during Adventure Mode, but that still didn't satisfy anyone. That is until E3 2018 when Ultimate was shown off, and they also revealed another new fighter, that being Ridley. My god, it felt so surreal seeing Ridley shrunken down so to speak, just so he could join his arch nemesis in the character roster. However, I'm not the biggest Metroid fan as I mentioned before, plus this was only a fraction of the fan service we'd be getting, so I couldn't bring myself to put it on the list. Alright, that's all my honorable mentions, now we can begin my list. Number 10, Solid Snake, Smash Bros Brawl. Starting off my list, we have the first ever third party character to join the series, and that trailer has nostalgia written all over it. Smash Bros Brawl was first revealed in E3 2006, and in that trailer, we got to see Mario, Link, Pikachu, and Kirby duke it out with new characters, such as Meta Knight, Pit, Zero Suit Samus, and even freaking Wario. But at the very end, a codec called appeared, revealing that Solid Snake from Metal Gear Solid will be joining the roster. This was insane back in the day because none of us thought it'd be possible to see a non-Nintendo character make the cut. However, as a kid, I had no idea who Snake was, nor did I play any of his games, so I wasn't that excited upon seeing his reveal back then. But this reveal was the starting foundation of seeing more third-party characters join the series, and for that reason, I had to put it on the list. Number 9. Charizard and Greninja, Smash Bros. 4. Wow, Eric included not one, but two Pokemon characters. Who would have thought? <laughs> It's funny, back when Smash Bros. 4 was first revealed, everyone kept wondering if Sakurai was going to add a new Pokemon character again. At the same time, people wanted Mewtwo back because of his new form that was introduced around the same time. Of course, I'm talking about Mega Mewtwo Y, but that was before Mega Evolution was confirmed. Then, in April 2014, it was revealed that Charizard was coming back. By himself, mind you. That means no Squirtle, Ivysaur, or the Pokemon Trainer. Only Charizard, which was freaking nuts. And he was ready to take on Mario, Olimar, Samus, Link, and Kirby on his own. Suddenly, we get the reveal of another Pokemon character. And it wasn't Mewtwo. No, it was Mr. Naruto Frog himself, Greninja. Immediately, I was hyped because Greninja was already my favorite Pokemon from X and Y. And it definitely made up for not including Mewtwo. Granted, Mewtwo was later added for DLC, but that's besides the point. Fun fact about Greninja. He was chosen to be a Smash Bros. fighter before he was even revealed for X and Y. That's something you don't hear a lot, and it made me respect Greninja a lot more. Also, it was awesome to see Charizard turn to Mega Charizard X for his final smash. I kinda wish they kept that for Ultimate, but whatever. The fact that we were all expecting one character, but ended up with something unexpected, is why I decided to put Charizard and Greninja on the list. What, were you expecting a reference to Ash Greninja and Alon's Mega Charizard? Come on, I'm not that predictable. Number 8. Ken and Incineroar, Smash Bros. Ultimate. We all remember the build-up for this reveal. Back in October 2018, a leak started invading the internet revealing the remaining fighters for Smash Ultimate. Of course, I'm talking about how the Grinch leaked Smash Bros. And the characters included in that said leak were Ken, Gino, Isaac, and even the Chorus Kids. Yet there was one thing about that leak that made me question its legitimacy, and that was not seeing any new Pokemon reps. Because ever since Melee, we've been getting at least one new Pokemon character in every new Smash game. I know, that's kind of a shallow reason, but it does make sense. 
Then, in November 2018, with just a few weeks before the game got released, we got to see the last remaining fighters for the base game. The trailer starts off in a boxing ring where Lomac is throwing hands with none other than Ken Masters from Street Fighter, who just so happens to be an Echo Fighter of Ryu, rather than his own character. Kinda sad, but it does make sense in the grand scheme of things. It was at that moment we started to believe the Grinch leak was real. Or so we thought. As soon as Ken demolished Lomac, another fighter entered the ring, and it was a Lola's Fire Slash Dark type Pokemon that looks like a fighting type, Incineroar. Holy shit. And just like that, the Grinch League was instantly debunked. Yeah, it would be cool to see Gino or Isaac make the cut, but no Pokemon rep? Sorry, I didn't buy that shit. Yes, many people thought Decidueye would have been a better choice, but Sakurai explained that a Pokemon with a wrestling motif would have been more interesting, and he wasn't kidding. Overall, because this reveal featured both an Echo Fighter, a new character, and debunked arguably the biggest leak in Smash Bros. history, is why I had to include it. Number 7. King K. Rule and Banjo and Kazooie, Smash Bros. Ultimate. Again, we have a tie, and it's between two characters who have been heavily requested for years. Or three characters in this case. Starting with the obese, bulged eye crocodile himself. In August 2018, Sakurai hosted the next Smash Direct. It started off interesting when they revealed Simon Belmont and Richter from Castlevania, thus increasing the already absurd number of third-party characters. I didn't really care about that to be honest, but I was happy for Castlevania fans. Then, at the very end, right as Sakurai was signing off, we hear large booming sounds. Every Nintendo villain that's in Smash was being shown off. And then we cut to Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong chilling in their home. Were we about to see you-know-who after so many years? Nope, it was just King Diddy being a troll. But don't worry, because the real King K. Rool showed up and smacked the shit out of him, confirming that he's indeed joining the roster. This was amazing because King K. Rool is a character I want to see in Smash for years. Granted, I'm not a huge fan of the Donkey Kong series, and many people want to see characters like Trixie or Cranky Kong instead. Yet King K. Rool is such an underrated villain, and the last time we've seen him in any video game was in Super Mario Sluggers, which, during 2018, was 10 years ago! Finally, King K. Rool was given some much-needed recognition. As for Banjo, well, ever since the Grinch League was debunked, People were devastated to think that everyone's favorite bear and bird BFFs were not going to be included. That is until a year later during E3 2019. First, they revealed Hero from Dragon Quest as the second fighter in the first DLC pack. I'm sure some people were happy about that, especially fans of Dragon Quest. I personally didn't give a shit. Plus, I sort of hate Hero, but that's besides the point. Then, all of a sudden, they decided to announce the third fighter as well. In a very recycled way, mind you, they showcased all the villains again, the Kong duo were seen chilling at home, with King K. Rool beside them, until we saw a Jiggy puzzle hop across the room. That's how we knew Banjo and Kazooie were officially confirmed. Granted, they tried to fool us by having Duck Hunt Dog trick us, but no one was going to fall for that shit twice. This was such a big deal because people have been requesting these two for years. The only issue was, Microsoft bought the rights to Rare in 2002. Thankfully, we now live in a world where Nintendo and Microsoft can negotiate without problems, and I can honestly say, he was definitely the best fighter to come out of this pack. Sorry, Violet fans. <laughs> yes, it's a little lazy that they decided to reuse the same type of reveal for Banjo, yet it was the perfect way to reintroduce two iconic characters into the world of Super Smash Bros. Number 6. Mega Man. Smash Bros. 4. Oh yeah, this one had to be on the list. You guys know I love the Mega Man series, and even though I suck at most of the games, they still left an impact on me, as well as many other aspiring gamers. However, 
Mega Man was kind of irrelevant between the 2000s and 2010s. Granted, the series had a shitload of spin-offs, plus Mega Man 9 and 10, yet no one seemed to really care about Mega Man during that time. At least to me, nobody cared. But let's rewind back to E3 2013, where we got the first trailer to Smash Bros. Wii U in 3DS. There, we got the reveal that Villager from Animal Crossing will be joining the roster, and the Wii Fit Trainer for some reason. But in between those two reveals, another third-party rep managed to find his way into the battle. That being Mega Man. My god, that was incredible. Seeing another gaming legend join the likes of Mario or Link in the same game was truly a sight to see. And I love how they purposely made Mega Man get his ass beat just so they can show off the different weapons he can obtain from Mega Man's 1 through 8. Honestly, including Mega Man felt more like a benefit for Capcom if anything, because it shows that there are people out there who still care about Mega Man. And now the franchise is slowly gaining more recognition thanks to her latest legacy collections, and of course, Mega Man 11. Mega Man 12, where you at? <laughs> Number 5. Cloud, Smash Bros. 4. We're now in the top 5, and to start us off, we have a character I didn't think I was going to rank this high, let alone put in the top 5. Yet it makes sense the more I think about it. It was November 2015, and the 5th DLC character for Smash Bros. 4 was revealed. At first, we didn't know who it was because the first thing they showed off was the night sky. Then you see the Smash Bros. for 3DS and Wii U logo cross with Final Fantasy 7? Yes, Cloud Strife was indeed coming to Super Smash Bros. Hell, Cloud even said, Never thought I'd see the day, which let's be real, was everyone's reaction to this. And can you blame them? Because at the time, Square Enix felt a bit more self-contained. In other words, they're more secure with their IPs. Nonetheless, Cloud made it. The reason why I ranked this reveal so high is because I feel like this is when you start to realize, holy shit, anyone can be in this game now. Like, it really does open the door to many possibilities. Even though I'm not that big into Final Fantasy, I can't deny how epic this moment was. Though I'll admit, they definitely treated fans dirty by only including two songs from Final Fantasy VII's music library. I know, part of that is due to limitations, but whatever. Thankfully, another Square Enix rep was able to fix that years later. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Overall, witnessing Cloud Strife make his way into Smash Bros. was truly breathtaking and worthy of being placed in the top 5. Number 4. Steve, Smash Bros. Ultimate. It's time to talk about Steve, because Lord knows this had Minecraft fans going apeshit. Especially Matt. <laughs> Shout out to Matt. Love you, buddy. Anyway, the idea of seeing an indie character in Smash Bros. has always seemed improbable. Granted, we had indie characters as either assist trophies or me costumes. Ones that come to mind are Shovel Knight, Sans, and even Cuphead. Yet, it was very hard to tell if Sakurai was able to make an indie character a full-fledged fighter. Then came October 2020, where they revealed the second fighter for Smash Ultimate's DLC Pack 2. The trailer starts off with Mario getting launched into oblivion, but instead lands in a literal blocked area, and mining his way into that said area was none other than Steve from Minecraft. Just like Mario, I stood in silence thinking, Is this actually happening? Did they actually get Steve from Minecraft in Super Smash Bros? And not just that, they added Alex, Enderman, and even the zombie as Ultra Skins too. Leave it to Sakurai to go above and beyond like that. Honestly, including any character alone is why Steve is ranked this high. Sadly, I'm not a huge Minecraft fan compared to the other geeks. Either way, it was awesome, and this solidified that any video game character can make it into Smash Bros, regardless if they're from an indie game or not. I know, it's kind of debatable to consider Minecraft an indie game when Microsoft now owns the rights. Honestly, who cares about technicalities? Not me. <laughs> Number 3. Sephiroth, Smash Bros. Ultimate. Oh god, where do I even begin? 
It was December 2020 during the Game Awards, and the third fighter for the second DLC pack was getting revealed. The trailer starts off with a bunch of characters getting ready to fight off Galeem and his army of Masterhands. Then suddenly, Galeem gets sliced in half, and his Masterhand army gets disintegrated, shocking all the characters and fans watching this. Afterwards, you hear what sounds like the one-winged angel playing in the background, and Cloud looking shocked. This was happening, people. Sephiroth was confirmed for Super Smash Bros. Holy shit. I was lost for words because everyone thought we'd never see another Square Enix rep after Hero, let alone another Final Fantasy character. But that didn't stop Sakurai. He went out of his way to include one of the most popular villains in video game history into his realm of fan service. Which, hey, I'm not complaining. The more villains added, the better. And they held nothing back because he killed nearly everyone in that trailer. With Mario only being saved by one of his overall straps. And of course, it concluded with another Cloud vs. Sephiroth showdown. Honestly, if you were thinking about getting the Final Fantasy VII Remake back in the day, then this reveal was definitely a reason to consider buying it. Hell, this reveal was so big that I did an episode talking about it with my friends AJ and Gabe. Shoutouts to you guys. If a Smash reveal gets its own episode on this podcast, then you know it's fucking big. Makes you wonder why I picked for number one. <laughs> Regardless, this was a monumental moment and deserves to be in the top three. Number 2. Sonic the Hedgehog, Smash Bros. Brawl The runner-up on my list goes to none other than everyone's favorite blue disappointment, Sonic the Hedgehog. 2007 was quite a year for young Awkward Eric. I was in 3rd grade, going on 4th grade, tried to get into sports, which goes as well as you expect. <laughs> but the one thing I did consistently was check out the Smash Bros. Dojo website, which provided updates every week leading up to Brawl's release. Remember that website? Damn, do I feel old. <laughs> anyway, 9-year-old Eric was also stuck in his Sonic phase, and seeing Solid Snake in Smash Bros got me thinking, would it be cool if Sonic was added? Because I remember looking at a leaked image back in the day, where if you survive long enough in Melee's Cruel Smash, then Sonic and Tails would join the roster. Naturally, I couldn't accomplish that, but it didn't matter because that leak was fake and I pretty much wasted my time for nothing. Still, part of me wished that Sonic would eventually make it to Smash Bros one day. Then, October 10th, 2007, I checked the website that morning before school, and my jaw dropped. Sonic the Hedgehog was coming to Super Smash Bros. Brawl. I couldn't believe it when I first saw it. Nintendo and Sega's biggest IPs finally beating the shit out of each other in a game that wasn't the Olympics? Which coincidentally released a month later after this reveal. Regardless, this was truly an epic moment for gamers of all ages, and it made me excited for this game even more. Sadly, my Sonic face has long ended since then. Whatever. The franchise has no one to blame but itself. Sonic joining the series may be iconic, but there's still one character left that tops it. Number 1. Sora, Smash Bros Ultimate. Tell me you guys didn't see this coming. There was no doubt in my mind Sora's reveal was going to be ranked number 1, and can you blame me? Having Sora join Super Smash Bros has been a dream in the gaming community for years. Myself included. I mean, he was my most requested character back when Matt and I did our predictions. But there is a problem. Unlike the other third-party reps I mentioned, Sora was more complicated to obtain, considering he's owned by Disney instead of Square Enix. And yeah, Disney, not exactly the easiest company to negotiate with. Plus, we already had Sephiroth prior, so it looked like Sora's chances were very, very slim at that point. But I wasn't about to give up so quickly. Even when all my friends kept telling me it'll never happen, I still kept believing till the very end. Suddenly, on October 5th, 2021, History was made when Sakurai revealed the final DLC character for Smash Ultimate. The trailer starts off at the very beginning where the game was first revealed, 
except all the characters were reverting back to trophies, and the Flaming Smash logo was dying out. However, the only character that was still moving was Mario, who makes his way towards the fire. He grabs the fire, throws it in the air, and the flames form into the... Kingdom Key?! This wasn't a dream, people. It was real. Sora from Kingdom Hearts has finally joined Super Smash Bros. Oh my fucking god. Nintendo, or more so Sakurai, was able to get a Disney character in Smash Bros. Words can't describe how incredible this moment was. Seeing Sora fly around with Ikari playing in the background, then you had Sakurai literally stop the trailer so he can act surprised. My god, this man has become so self-aware, as Matt said. In fact, Sakurai even revealed that Sora was the true winner of the Smash Ballot back in 2015. But at the time, Satoru Iwata, rest in peace, didn't want him to reveal the results at fearing he'll receive backlash from fans. So they had to pick a character that was both negotiable and reasonable, which was Bayonetta. God, hearing Sora was the actual winner was very satisfying to hear. And again, this was the perfect way to end the DLC pack, and even Smash Bros as a whole, conceptually of course, Give us a character that was heavily requested, but almost impossible to obtain. And Sora was the best choice they could have possibly picked. Sorry, Goku, Shrek, and Spongebob fans. <laughs> God, it's been almost a year since they revealed Sora, and I still can't believe it happened. And seeing Sora shake hands with Mario at the end is the ultimate icy on the cake. This whole reveal was truly an amazing moment, not just in Smash Bros, but video games in general, and I have no regrets playing it as number one. Sorry if this list felt biased, but I couldn't help myself. And it's such a bittersweet feeling, knowing that we'll probably never see moments like this again. But only time will tell if Sakurai really considers making another Smash game after this. Anyway, which character reveals gave you the most excitement? Feel free to let us know in our Discord server, and follow us on Instagram, at Geeks Crossing. Continue to support us on all major platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, or whatever platform you're using right now. Tell your friends and family about us, especially all the Smash Bros fans you know in your life. Thank you for listening, and stay true to your geek selves.